Five Things First Thing with JR Mornings Guy Gordon, Lloyd Jackson, and Jamie Edmonds. Good morning, February 27th, primary election day, Jamie. Happy election day. Happy election day. And uh, we will be looking out for some uh, weather uh, today. The high uh, expected to be 67 degrees. That breaks a record of 63 degrees. So 67 degrees in February. Uh, and you know if it's going to be that high, we're going to expect some some showers. And so we may get some showers, they say, expected between now and 8 a.m., the first round during the morning commute. And then we'll get a second round later on this evening between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. So watch out for that. Be careful as you're out and about going to work or school or wherever you're headed this morning. And then we'll get a cold front on Wednesday, and it's going to drop the temperatures and we might have some freezing and, and, and you know, hazardous conditions for Thursday. So No, that's when I'm flying. Oh, you'll be gone before okay. it hits. You'll be fine. Well, the problems of Iowa. Remember, they couldn't get out because oh. of the snow. We don't have that today. No, no, we don't. So get out and get your vote going. But perhaps you don't understand how this all is going to work today because it's confusing. It is. First of all, it was moved up to February. Um, Second of all, you know, the Democrats, 117 delegates up for grabs Tuesday, straightforward, you vote, that person gets it. Republicans, completely different story. The GOP primary results will determine how 16 of Michigan's 55 Republican National Convention delegates will be awarded. 16, right? Then 39 others will be decided Saturday at a state party convention doled out based on the preference of delegates from each congressional district. Now, this is according to NBC News. They put an article out there so people across the country can understand. Okay. Quote, the Michigan GOP is embroiled in a bizarre and unending leadership dispute. Period. (laughs) We know that. Yeah. (laughs) So we have two different people, Christina Caramo and Pete Hoekstra, claiming to be chairing the party, and they have scheduled dueling conventions, and the RNC has not said which convention will count. I would expect they would say that it was it's Hoekstra because that's who they... You know, backed, but yeah, because you know. they say Karamo was properly removed. Yeah. So anyway, that's how that's the breakdown of how today is working. Plus, there's all this early voting exactly. that happened. And according to uh, Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson, over a million ballots have already been cast. That surpasses half the total turnout seen in the entire 2020 presidential primary. Benson highlighting that more than 934,000 absentee ballots have been returned, alongside over 78 thousand early in-person votes notably uh this marks the first year michigan voters can opt for early in-person voting statewide reflecting a strong embrace of voting options as the primary unfolds all eyes on the former uh, president donald trump's expected victory margin in the republican race and uh, we will have the uh, secretary of state jocelyn benson later on this morning to talk more about the uh, early voting that's at seven thirty-five, jamie Yeah, and um, there's this whole movement that's sort of been started by young grassroots uh, Arab Americans who don't approve of the U.S.'s stance in Israel and how the Biden administration has handled uh, the Israel-Hamas conflict. And Listen to Michigan is sort of the movement. And people are calling for a lot of people to vote uncommitted, which would send a message that's all it would do right now. Right. But send a message. They're trying to get to 10,000 votes of uncommitted to show the Biden administration they don't support them and everything going on when it comes to this conflict. Governor Whitmer, who we will have on later, so we can ask this of her um, ourselves, but she was on NBC Nightly News last night, and she was saying 
She expects a sizable uncommitted vote. Uncommitted has a strong showing in this primary. I think there will be a sizable number of votes for uncommitted. I think that it is um, every person's right to make their statement about what's important to them. So she thinks there's going to be a sizable amount. Uh, Like I said, they're calling for 10K. We're going to talk to the campaign manager for Listen to Michigan and 649 and say, what is the point of all this? Could yeah. could could this sway anybody's opinion? And we're going to ask that at 649. But look for a bunch of uncommitted votes today. And uh, speaking of that ceasefire, President Joe Biden has expressed hope for a ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas conflict by next Monday as diplomatic efforts intensify to bring an end to the violence. Speaking during an appearance at an ice cream shop in New York City. With comedian Seth Meyers, Biden indicated that negotiations were nearing a resolution with his national security advisor, suggesting they are close to a breakthrough. Now, earlier reports indicate that Hamas had softened its stance in negotiations, backing off from some key demands regarding a potential ceasefire and hostage deal. These developments have brought the negotiating parties closer to an initial agreement that could see a halt in the fighting and the release of Israeli hostages. However, Challenges remain particularly concerning more complex issues to be addressed in subsequent phases of the agreement. Despite the progress, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has emphasized his commitment to achieving total victory in the conflict, underscoring the delicate balance of the ongoing negotiations. It's so tough. And Netanyahu is sort of mentioned in the cabinet has approved an evacuation plan for uh, people in that area of Rafa, which means they're probably going to do a ground offensive yes. in Rafa, mm-hmm. which probably means more civilian casualties and horrible atrocities going on there. It is a tough situation. I was watching John Stewart yeah. this morning, actually, because I can't stay up at night, <laughs> right. but he called it the futile crescent because there just doesn't seem to be a way out of this yeah. for either side because mm-hmm. Hamas wants complete and utter destruction of Israel. Right. Also. So it is very, very tough. And President Biden is in a very tough situation when it comes to that. Yeah. But also here at home, because the shutdown is looming. So he's going to bring the top four congressional leaders at the White House on Tuesday as lawmakers swiftly run out of time to strike a deal to avert another partial government shutdown. We're talking about midnight on Friday. Uh, he's also requesting billions of dollars for aid in Ukraine and Israel. Uh, conservatives have brought the government to the brink of a shutdown or partial shutdown three times now. If you think, have we been here before? We have. Right. Um, Three times in the past six months as they try to win more spending cuts, conservative policy conditions, things like that. So they've relied on short-term stopgap spending bills, bipartisan ways to just get us to this point. And now we are here again where there could be this shutdown. So Chuck Schumer, Mike Johnson, Hakeem Jeffries, which is the Democrat of New York and the House Minority Leader, and Senate Senator Mitch McConnell, Republican of Kentucky, the Senate Minority Leader. Um, so all these guys are going to go to the White House and try to come up with a deal. Here's to hoping. That's all we can say. Because the Pentagon could lose funding. Yes. And they just continue to kick, kick the can down the road. And, you know, Mike Johnson... Um, <laughs> You know, he he may, you know, be afraid to, you know, side with Democrats to get something done, because, as you know, what happened to the last speaker when he did that, they removed him. So Right. Because they want border security, but they want border security on their terms, not what has passed through the Senate. So there we go on the shutdown, possible shutdown. And then close to home, Lloyd, this story, you know, mom, 
I know. Talk to me about the 11-year-old girl. Yeah, Lamara Glenn. That's that 11-year-old girl who was the victim of last week's drive-by shooting. She has died from her injuries, and that's according to the Wayne County Prosecutor's Office. The devastating development comes alongside the charging of a fourth suspect in connection with the incident. 19-year-old Herschel Marion of Detroit faces a litany of charges, including assault with intent to murder and felony firearm offenses after allegedly participating in the shooting that took place February 20th. 18-year-old Takari Turner, 20-year-old Nasir Garrett, 19-year-old Robert Lee Turner Jr. also implicated in the crime. The suspects allegedly unleashed this barrage of gunfire at the home where multiple individuals, including children as young as seven years old, were present. Despite not sustaining gunshot wounds, the violence claimed the life of 11-year-old Glenn, who was tragically struck in the head while she was just sleeping on the couch. Detroit Police Chief James White expressing profound sorrow. Over the devastating outcome, Prosecutor Worthy emphasizing the gravity of the situation, pledging to bring justice for the innocent victim and hold the perpetrators accountable as the investigation continues. And, Jamie, I would suspect that today, uh, sometime today, that those charges will be elevated to murder since the child has passed. She was just sleeping on the couch. She was at that house to go to a better school. And yeah. it just breaks my heart. Uh, uh, you know, uh, this just has to stop, you know, people using guns to solve their problems being and then just shooting indiscriminately, indiscriminately. Yeah. OK, well, God bless that little girl yes. uh, coming up on our show, uh, a replay. But this is an important one. Nikki Haley was with All Talk yesterday. Yes. She's a main player here. Yes, she is. And she's on our station, WJR. So we're going to listen to that coming up at 619. Stick with us on JR Morning.